What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. But, 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 but. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with some very interesting people, always with a touch of what, Terrence? Good old humor. Good old yeah. humor, man. And today we have a good old guest yeah. who's been on here three times. Three times? This is the fourth time, maybe? I Third think time, so. Third time? Third time. Third time. Third time. But yeah. uh, in person, maybe three times. Like. Three times. Three right. times. Three times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we yeah. have none other than recently crowned best actor in in Singapore and yeah. soon to be potentially Asia, mm-hmm. Andy Chen. Yeah. What's wow. up, Andy? Hi. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Thank you're you very welcome, much. man. You're Thank welcome. You. I mean, before we before this, we asked you how should we introduce you. And you were the one who said what? Best actor. In Singapore. Oh, I was yeah. the one that yeah, said that. Yeah, and some say Batam yeah, also. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You very specifically said that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But no, but you're in town. You're back in town. Uh, <laughs> as far as everyone uh, has been updated uh, about the, his whereabouts, mm. you've been in living in Taiwan for what? Uh, two years now? Or? I think actually coming th- three years, I think. Oh, three years. Yeah. It was three in the middle years. of COVID that you moved to Taiwan. And uh, now you're back in Singapore for a couple of months for a shoot. Uh, for a couple of shoots, mm. right? Work and everything. Yep. And uh, you're at your tail end, tail end of the trip already. But yep. you found time to drop by. The Always studio. my my favorite um podcasters yeah. in Singapore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of uh, and also, I'm a bit nervous now then, because of your past few episodes, right? Uh. And like, I feel like wow. For the first time, I'm nervous to be a guest on your podcast. Wow, you know? why? It's like, why? Wow, you guys but have I mean, you, leveled up. Previously, <laughs> you were like, previously, <laughs> like, like, I am pity, pity these two boys. Got time after come lunch, on your show. Okay, I just dropped my head. Okay, okay, okay yeah. since they're paying me, can la. <laughs> hard stop, bro, hard stop. Now yeah. I'm like, wow, this is the minister chair. I want to, wow. Actually, the last time I saw you was actually, uh, I met up with you when I went to Taiwan for holiday in July. I remember very specifically, I had to bring you up to speed with what was going on in Parliament about ride out and everything. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the exciting yeah. time. Yeah. But so. now, you are like, you know, you've been in Singapore and you're super in touch with everything that's going on. And yeah, like, you've seen that we had... Uh, I'm always in touch. I'm Singaporean. Huh? Yeah, it's, it's, and it's, I also uh, spent a lot of time <laughs> yeah, in yeah. Singapore, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this month, this year, how many yeah. months of the year have you been? Oh, actually... Six, oh, months. six months. I already uh? spent six months in Singapore this year. Oh. Yeah. Wow. And this time you were down for filming a TV show and yes. a feature film. Yes, I can I can talk about the sure. show. Of course. Yeah. Sure. Okay, so I, I've, I've just completed filming a media corp, a Channel 8 drama called mm. Ru Zi Ke Jiao, mm. which is about um, PSLE, uh, three families and their different attitudes with their PSLE offspring. Oh. Right, yeah. And then uh, the other one is called... Um, um, Good Goodbye by director Daniel and uh, it's about palliative care. Yeah, and I play a father whose daughter has cancer oh. yeah, and they are dealing with the last stage of her life. Oh, shit. Hmm. Th- then for the TV show, what's your role? I'm um, the tiger dad. I am the eagle dad. Eagle dad. Eagle, eagle which is like dad. a tiger dad or a helicopter dad. Mm. Like very high demanding um, <clears throat> father who demands his child to be very academically great. Oh. <clears throat> and he sacrificed a lot of himself to make sure his son gets there. But whether that's the, the best thing to do, I guess that's up, up to discussion. Oh, <clears throat> excuse me. How close is that to you as an actual parent? Very far. <laughs> <laughs> so far, that it actually takes quite a lot of um, understanding and convincing myself. A lot because mm. I don't believe no parent want to be a bad parent, right? Mm, I mean, yeah. Most of them, like, they either don't care or they, if they care, they want to do their best. But sometimes they can be misguided. And I'm mm. not saying that like helicopter dads or eagle dads are doing a less job than non mm. because they have their own 
experiences and, mm. and their own mindset and and they think this is the best for their child. And who am I to to judge? Like, I'm not the child, I'm not them. So yeah. I, I do think that there are some valid reasoning which I try to bring to my character when he's trying to um, bring up his child mm. that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. I see. So, so if your character is an eagle dad, yeah. your real life dad, like what animal would would you be uh? maybe like a earthworm or <laughs> earthworm dad <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I I yeah I probably like want them out of my nest as soon as possible I oh. want a friend I don't want to I don't want uh, like kids oh yeah I want to hang out with them and enjoy it I see, yeah, I see. Yeah, I, I, and I hope to guide them to become that as soon as possible like hopefully before they turn 10 no, <laughs> maybe yeah. 13 12, 13 is 12, viable 13, right yeah, I think, yeah. yeah. So uh, like like uh, uh I mean related to that is yeah like you've been living in Taiwan for a couple of years. I remember mm. the last time we talked about how especially during COVID, mm. how mind opening it was to see how you know COVID was handled differently in in Taiwan mm. and seeing your kids go to run to a playground and everything brought like joy to your to your face like, right yeah um, but they also locked down after that you know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah now now two years after yeah. that and everything where yeah. how where are you feeling on that uh you know was it a good decision bad decision to move to oh, and everything the, the the decision to move is a good one mm. uh, execution is complete rubbish uh. <laughs> <laughs> why, why why like it was just horrible uh. me and my wife we are just we're not great planners la, and we, mm. we're very instinctual and very like by the, it feels right. Again, the decision was right. So we were yeah. right. Our, our gut feeling that we should move to <clears throat> Taiwan is, a, is the right decision. Mm. But the way we executed it was just horrible. Like, it was all over the place. We we rushed there and then she went there and then there was very little communication and then we just rented the first house we could find that was near the school and then, and then it was just like it took us I would say at this point, I feel we are somewhat getting our footing and we are mm. more starting to feel like, oh, we have a very balanced, more balanced life. Not a very uh-huh. balanced life, more balanced life. But for that, this past three years has been chaos. La. Chaos, uh-huh. la, yeah. But like when you say mm. so convincingly that the decision was right, mm. I mean, you say the execution was not the best. Then what, what about it makes you so sure that the decision was right? I think it moving and staying in another city for a prolonged period of time and trying to carve a career there and bring up a family there has given me a perspective shift, Mm, right? mm. Like I only used to look at things from, I was born and bred and I stayed all my life, almost all my life in Singapore. Mm. I worked in Malaysia for about 18 months before, but other than that, my, 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 the way I look at things is, I feel now that I look back, it's somewhat one dimensional. So now that I'm living in another city and I see the way they live and their coverage of news and events and I talk to people, I realize that like there's just so, I see things from another perspective mm-hmm. and then the question pops out there like, what if I, what about someone from another city? What yeah. if I live in another city for three years, five years? And then, you know, my understanding of the world and myself would probably have deepened even more. So mm. if I have the financial ability to, I would love to, uh, live in another city or maybe another two, three cities mm, in my mm, lifetime. Mm, yeah. But w- what's an example of something where your perspective has sh- shifted? I mean, very simply from things from like the way they handle like the same industry in Singapore, I mm. mean the film and TV industry and the way they run is different. Why yeah. is it different? Um, geopolitical reasons, which I will not go into, mm. but um, it's a completely different perspective. Um, I think one big thing is also how 
I think one one very striking example to give something specific is that how comfortable we are here in Singapore mm. and how everyone's so nice here. Mm. Nice not as in like like hey, uh, uh there's just not a lot of bad and evil things happening around, at least when I'm in Singapore for okay. the past like thirty plus years. Mm. Right. But it happens. So Bad like, and evil things are mm, happening around us. I mean, yeah, in the other yeah. parts of the world. Uh, and it's visible. And, and I realized that how protected we are, you know. Mm. Uh, for example, just the other day, I was playing basketball with my brother in a random neighborhood, right? And then there's like two neighborhood kids that, that, that came out and we were playing basketball. I think like if I were playing, if I were doing this in another not so good neighborhood overseas, right? Mm-hmm. Like the kids are, are, I'm communicating to will probably not be like that. Okay, sorry, let me give you more context to that. Mm-hmm. So we were playing basketball and then there was a, I don't know what's the right term for it, um, mentally challenged. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's a mentally challenged uh, boy yeah. that came, not boy, he's an adult. Yeah. They wanted to play with us, right? Yeah. So we played, we were playing with him and, and then the two other neighborhood kids came and they wanted to join us. Mm-hmm. And we just told them like, you know, like, like, let's watch ourselves around this guy. Let's not hurt him. You know, we have fun and not hurt him. And they just like, okay. And they were controlled and, and which was quite amazing because I don't know about you, when I grew up in my neighborhood, mm. like kids like that don't give a shit. You know, they're yeah. just gonna shove and push people around. Mm. They have like, but now it has evolved to a point whereby they are nice. They are mm. very nice people. And when I go for my Muay Thai class and I do sparring with Singaporeans, they are much nicer than when I spar in Taipei. Oh, is it? Yeah, like just generally, they are they are more. They can communicate better and they can control themselves better. They are very gentle. Mm. Before, be, before they are more aggressive. They are always safer and, and more gentle. And we live we live in a world, we live in a country that's like that. And mm. I appreciate that, lah. You know, um, but that's the difference. And 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 I think perspective like that made me realize that just the the world has many many different ways of living. Mm. No right and wrong, but but just give me, given me that perspective. Oh. Yeah. In the sense that we are quite in a bubble in Singapore. I, I'm not going to get my ass kicked for saying this, but I think we are really quite in a bubble. Mm. Yeah. We are so well taken care of. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think that one, I don't think people would deny that even growing up in Singapore. I think, I don't, I don't think you'll get backlash or anything. Like. I think maybe yeah. sometimes it's a bit hard to accept, but you look around, we are definitely in a bubble. But then wouldn't you say that when you grow up, when you're in Taipei, you're in a bu- different kind of bubble? We are definitely in a bubble. But now mm. the difference is you're aware that you're in a bubble. All right? Because, yeah. and I know that there are like a lot of bubbles in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And like you can, I guess there's another dimension, right? You move yourself up and you take a look. I, I don't think of myself in a bubble in Singapore in the past, right? I just think mm. of myself like this is life, you know? But now I, I, I know that I can look at Singapore and then I know that I'm in, Taipei and then like mm. what's what's life like in Switzerland and and you know like like in, in, in Malaysia right now and yeah. and I think I can I just have a better perspective like more empathy and also better understanding mm. I experienced it myself when I went to Taipei mm. like 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 uh, I wore the Singapore men uniform when I went traveling around uh, in the summer in Taipei mm. shorts slippers and all that yeah. I went to walk in the countryside all. and uh, once I came back I regretted it like hell because of the Hey Wenzi, they call it. Uh, like, you know, what do they call it in um, English? Uh? It's like it's just black mozies, But black they look mozies. like fruit flies. Oh, yeah, uh, they're okay, actually okay, mosquitoes, okay. and they're all over the countryside in the uh, moss, mossy areas, like where there's water and everything. 
And you don't see them, like, they don't, they're not like the mosquitoes in Singapore. You see them fly on you and then you can, like, beat oh. them. They just somehow get to any exposed skin. And when they first bite you, it's not so bad. But then, like, the, like, few days after, it becomes the most raging, crazy itch that I've ever uh, felt yes. on my uh, body, my life. Yes, yeah. you can swell up to, like, this size. Yeah, the bicep, his, uh, his, yeah, his whole bicep. And this massive uh, bicep. Yeah, and the mosquito is, like, hardly visible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I was like, I mean, it's such a Singapore thing to think like, oh, everywhere you go, oh, we need to walk. Is it? Oh, just wear shorts and slippers. Yeah. Whatever the elements, doesn't matter. Like, you know, Singapore is yes. so sun, hot sun, nothing. End up, you know, like, it, it's the wildlife that, that really got to me like, when I went to Taipei. And then I realized that, yeah, like, yeah, it's because in Singapore, we really don't have all these things. Like, yeah. you know? We have basic mosquitoes, yes. Mm. But you can do some basic. Oh, so now we are basic. Yeah. Ah. We're basic, basic, we're basic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, wow, shit. Um, yeah, even Taipei. Yeah, you know, they have earthquakes gone. and like yeah. hurricanes and yeah. they have, you know, and, and it's real and, and I have jets from unknown origin flying. <laughs> 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 it is a real situation, right? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and things like that, I don't even think about in Singapore. You know, we mm. don't have four seasons. We don't need to change. It's always the same cycle. Same we feel thing, so right? safe, yeah. so secure. All the time. So do you yeah. think that that like kind of like uh, blunts people, like in 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 many ways? <sighs> we are not much of a survivalist, lah. To be mm, honest, mm. okay, I cannot generalize. I am not much of a <laughs> survivalist, like in comparison, mm. Because yeah. we are just not brought up in an environment like that. We are just, in a good way, we can develop a lot of other things, right? Because maybe we are deeper thinker. I don't know. You know, like you can work yeah. on yourself because everything's stable. You can work yeah. on your career, whatever. You don't have to deal with a lot of um, um volatility. But it also means that when something happens outside and you're not in Singapore, you're not equipped to handle it at all. Mm. Yeah, and that is apparent. And sometimes when I work with, again, I'm generalizing, but when I work with um a, a Singaporean and I work with maybe someone from another country, and if that country is not as affluent as we are, sometimes it's quite obvious that 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 the 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 non Singaporean is much more of a survivalist lah. They will do what it takes. The more greed they yeah. they can deal with. Sometimes they can communicate better. They are willing to go extra mile, and and you can just tell their their eyes is just look older. Mm. You look into their eyes, they are like. Wait, 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 this Singaporean is 20 and he's 20, but he looks 40 in comparison to, to the Singaporean because mm. it's just they've been through a like tougher more, times, right? like it feels like, yeah. Um, I feel like I'm going to get in trouble for saying things. Am I going to get into trouble? No, <laughs> no, no. I think you're, you're backing it up with your own lived experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but everything but, I've said is yeah. just me. Uh, I am a dumb actor that don't know anything. Yeah. Okay, can let's continue. <laughs> but, but based on all yeah. that, that's why you feel like that decision made a lot of sense. La. Like, like going back to like the importance of living abroad, spending time abroad in different countries and all? I, I feel like it has brought a shift in me internally. Mm. Um, both, I mean, the two things that, that we are always striving for, like, like uh, um, who we are as a person and what is the world like, like understanding mm. the world that we are living in. And I think I have been elevated by my experience for both this element. Mm. And for myself, very specifically, um, Am I just talking about myself? Have you a bit disgusted? Um, okay, I'll just finish this part then we can move on to Uh. something else. Um, I feel like I used to think that I need to work hard, I need to do this, I should have this, I I should have that. And I I plan my life according to that, right? Mm. And now, I hardly ever do anything that I don't want to do. And I don't Mm. really think about where is it going to lead me to. Mm. 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 Yeah, yeah. 
I see. I and see. I think that is from the the shift in perspective because I, I, I have uh, just a better understanding of myself. Uh, yeah, but that's like, that's almost like a humble brag because you don't plan for anything. You, you just act in these roles. You turn up and on set everything. And you still get nominated for Asian <laughs> Academy <Creative laughs> Awards. The humble so, brag is that like, if I can don't work and just do whatever I want, uh, that is uh, a humble brag. But I'm not. Like, I'm still. I I still have hustling. Uh. Of, yeah, I'm still hustling. Yeah. But but yeah. So about that mm. that the acting award like, right? What yes. it was because actually although you're not in Singapore or like you're half half between Singapore and Taipei, Thai, Thai mm. I almost feel like I've seen you on some screen somewhere. From the very start of the year, I think it was like Circle Line, mm. Third Rail, and uh, subsequently a few other mini-corp productions and everything, like, right? Mm. It's almost like, yeah, you are, you are always there in the public consciousness, even though you physically... Just yours, free But yeah, so how, how, like, what was the acting award for and, and which particular role uh, and, 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 like, was it a surprise for you? Yeah, okay, let's, uh, the acting award is, uh, AACA, Asian mm. Academy Creative Award. Yeah, mm. of which, of which we have, uh, been nominated twice. She's a terrorist yeah, and twice, I love twice, her. Yeah. So <laughs> we level up on Indy, right? Uh, you all win, you all win. Welcome to the, the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, welcome, oh, welcome, welcome to the club. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Tell us about your virgin experience. I always saw something in you, like, Andy. And it's good that you find it. Thank you, your belief in me. Yeah. But it's funny, but this is actually my first, um, um, acting award. Oh, oh, is it? Yeah, and Star I've been Wars? acting. Star I've never Wars. won Star Awards. Oh, okay, but popularity yeah. got lah. No, no, never. No. Okay, never. I've never won you. any awards. Yeah. No, no, Continue getting it. Oh, win is it? Oh, sort in the, oh no, no, not even popularity or what? Not even, not even. That is yeah, different. Yeah. Not even. For those who don't understand, Star Awards has like there's acting awards and then there's like the top. 10 most popular awards. Yeah. Andy Which, didn't get either. Because never, he's not, I'm not popular not, at all. He's, because I think there's criteria where you must be in Singapore and all that. Also, like, yeah, right, the criteria the is that you have to be popular. La. No, you have to sign the media cop. <laughs> sign the media cop. Darren's trying to save himself. I've signed the for 10 years. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. just keep quiet. <laughs> when somebody is doing something Whoa. wrong, come on, get this man the award. Whoa. Get him a star award right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Terrence. Thank you. Thank you for that. After your introduction, I knew it was downhill from there. <laughs> yeah. I've been acting for a long time. I just started acting since I was 11. Uh, so yeah. it has been 20 plus years already. I've never gotten a single award. So I can't uh, deny that it feels good to be um, awarded something. Yeah. But being the age that I am, I have also seen it for what it is. Mm. And I know that I won an award also because the production house send it in mm. which was a lot of work and which also cost money and then there was a lot of stages to it lah, you know so mm. so I, I I see that part uh, but I'm very I'm very thankful lah. and mm. which role is it like, uh, okay for... yeah it's for third rail third rail yeah uh, which you can still watch on it's on YouTube also right it's on I, I don't know where you're supposed that. to publicize that but it's on me watch oh I thought <laughs> it was on the official media call. oh no yeah. I think it's also on that YouTube okay. media so me watch me watch and it's also on if I'm not wrong, Amazon, right? Mm. Oh, okay, okay. I think so. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, for Third Rail, which is a pretty good series, please mm. please watch it. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I see. And this is you won it for the Singapore uh, category. Terrible. When when will the uh, the results for the Asia wide thing come? Yeah, out? that's why I feel like as podcasters, we should always uh, do our research before we <laughs> talk to our guests <laughs> because the award was last week. <laughs> Last, yeah. Last so, Harish, you knew it. I wait a minute. Like both of you I was today. I'm just uh, waiting for like... you. I was just waiting for you to catch up, Harish. No, because we literally and also talked about I lost. This. By the way, I didn't yeah, win the, the oh, regional okay, one. Okay, I think okay. in a way I lost. Uh. No, we literally. Thank you, Harish. Harish and I literally Welcome, talked yeah. about this yesterday. Oh, really? Where we were like, 
uh, we were just talking about uh, when the finals were mm. the ASCAs because I think back when we were nominated during COVID and all, uh, it was a bit more fluid, lah. You know, the like we didn't know exactly when certain things were and all. Actually, I I also I was oh, I didn't know. Like, yeah, I, I no, but you went last minute. You had big photos at the party and everything, lah, right? Yeah, I mean, I made an effort to uh. to like. It's a lot of work, you know, like yeah. going for award ceremonies are actually very tedious, right? Mm. I have to, I have, to uh, have a stylist to help me and then my hairstylist and everything. And I've talked to them personally and, and thank them for the mm. helping and then yeah. get dressed up and then go there and then stand around. And then, I mean, I love talking to the people and everything, but the whole thing is, One is day work, is yeah. work yeah. you know, it, it is work. Yeah. So No, I know because someone told us that it was in January. Uh, yeah. during, during when we were at the Asian Television Forum. Yeah, and we were telling them, no, January it's December. is Asian Television Awards. Which oh. I'm also nominated, by the way. Oh, oh. for the same role, is it? Here. For the same role, yeah. Wow, wow. Yeah. humble yeah. brag, yeah, uh, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Not a humble brag; it's a brag brag. With a brag brag. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. Take but, that, Rayong. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey. But but he was he was saying that you say something about at your age you understand mm. what these awards are and all that. What 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 is this award mm. mean to you? What it means to me, it is work, right? Mm-hmm. In a way that. It, it, having an award, mm. first of all, it gives people an impression that your work is being approved, right? And you mm. also get the attention, mm, the media mm, press mm. and everything, which will increase the opportunities you'll get, mm. both in with and depth. La. In with, as in more people will hear about it and then they might approach you for work. Mm. In depth, as in um, they might trust you more to give you a heavier role or, mm. or a bigger project. So, um, it's part and parcel of our industry and mm. will always be. Um, but the awards itself are also a business, right? Yeah. They also have to make profit and mm. if not, it's either governmentally funded or it is a private endeavor which they need profit. And I'm very clear about that. So, mm. there is much less a sense of like, look at me, I'm a best actor. More than mm. like, okay, this, this thing is good. It's good for my career. I want to, my eventual goal is to be able to work on uh, good projects with good creators, right? And and then this is a good step forward. And and what should I do to to mm. to to address this situation? That's how mm. I. That's my thought process. Yeah, I see. But you prepare like a thank you speech and all in case you never win, right? didn't. Yeah. So you're gonna be like, oh, you know, I never thought I would have won. You know, this is completely by surprise. Yeah, you know, like again, I have been losing. <laughs> awards for a very long time and I'm so experienced at this point about uh, not winning uh, that like it's like I, I don't yeah I, I don't think I'll win to begin mm, with I, mm. I never go to an award because evidence has shown that I'm not going to win and I feel like I'm probably not going to win and, and mm. if I really do then I'll just politely say thank you to the people that were involved and then uh, mm. that's it la. and then yeah but the odds are I'm not going to win <laughs> So, uh, you never know, so man. You never know. You, you never, never know. know. And and that you never know that that two three minutes before they announce the winner, you always feel like, hey, maybe, yeah, maybe, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that two three minutes is the one that haunts me. And then the fifteen minutes after, which I feel disappointed, yeah, yeah. then I'm I'm done. After that, I'm, I'm yeah, good. For us, also both times, at least the second mm. time, uh, yeah, how was it? How was it? Like? Times, yeah. Star Wars. Also. Remember, we were nominated oh, yeah, for nominated Star Wars. Star Wars also. Yeah, yeah, at one point. Also. Yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, you guys yeah. went. So we also have a history of losing at yeah. Star Wars. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, we need because you're nominated and nominations are wins. Oh, that's true. La. But yeah, but the, the funny yeah. thing is, yeah, la, even at the Star Wars, you kind of know that we don't stand a chance just from where we're seated already. <laughs> they put us almost like 
there's you know this is like there's obviously all the audience <laughs> right then all the stars are there then there's like obviously a crane like right camera crane big camera crane with camera on it and Harsh and I was seated like right behind the crane almost like crane operators ah, I cannot even see the stage <laughs> so the crane can go like fucking can take 360 yeah, yeah. 50 degrees but it just ended right, yeah. right you guys are the last 10 degrees yeah. that blind spot right that blind spot we are the crane is not there to to be on you Harsh that's why that's how we knew okay like, yeah. we back up whatever script we prepared already I was <laughs> thinking okay you know like I'm like the minority of minorities here you know get mm. me on screen to show inclusivity you know nothing mm. in fact I think I tried to I tried to like find myself in the camera but cannot it just was everything else and we were right under you even wore a chong sum that day I remember, I, just to look yeah. more Chinese was yeah. it a chong sum? chong sum Something, is yeah. for female chong sum no, male chong sum mm. mm. uh, Star Wars is a somewhat inside yeah, ceremony yeah, 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 and yeah, you guys yeah, are like outsiders, outsiders la. Right, like, yeah. Terrence also still can be seen as inside no no no, no. cannot visually very hard like. Oh, oh wow, pulling that card down. Color, like. It's all about oh. race. But how Not was true, but but yeah, just going back to that <laughs> AACAs, like how was that? I mean, uh, uh I think in the industry people know about it, but the you know, average person in Singapore doesn't mm. really hear much about mm. the awards. But how was that experience being alongside other people, actors and all from Southeast Asia and, and you know, being mentioned the same breath and everything? It's nice. Um because it is a merit of different industries at very different industry maturity. Mm. It gives you perspective again, yeah. right? So actually in Singapore, it is in our it's Asia Pacific region. Yeah. Right. We are somewhere in the middle, I would say, right? Because we do have like Cambodia and Myanmar and all which are very still very young industries mm-hmm. and, and and very limited resources. And then then we have Singapore and then then we have Korea and China and Japan. all that. And we are all in yeah. the same ceremony together and there are people from all over the place. So it's very nice to talk to them and also understand uh, what are their concerns. Mm. Um, it's exceptionally nice to see Singaporeans. Like I met King Hua, Yu Bing, mm. and then some of my fellow cast. And it's very nice to just have a reason to be around and, and talk as well. So the whole experience just felt, I mean, it's a award show, but it felt nice to 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 get a, a feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, the award ceremony itself, it was not a big ceremony, but it was quite funny, like, If you ask me, because like some of the big big productions were not there, mm-hmm. right? Like like Korea, like they were nominated for a lot of awards, but they were not there okay. at all. So like like you know, and then like. India was there and then Singapore, mm. Japan was there and then, you know, you're vying for like one of the top awards and then the winner mm. is Korea and then... Like, They're not there. No, no. <laughs> oh, is it? And that happened a couple of times. Yeah. But in a way, it's also... King Hua said this, it's important to have ceremonies like that because you pit yourself against the industry giants to know where mm. you stand. If not, mm. you... you how do you know? Where do yeah. you know, right? We yeah. know our limitations. That doesn't stop us from telling stories. So mm. it is good to see uh, where we are, right? And and it is somewhat still uh, it's not so mature and polished like the academies or or Cannes or Busan. It is still, I feel, a like very young award. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. but it's nice to to put this group of people together and yeah. where there are collaborative possibilities and 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 a lot of exchanges going on. Yeah, positive. It's positive. Positive. Around net positive. positive. Mm, net positive. Net positive. Was it a news item like back in Taiwan? Like all the uh, being nominated and everything. Um, not not much, not, not big. Much. It's not not big in Taiwan. I mean, there are some news about it. Mm. Um, but it's not one of those awards where 
like people that have a lot of attention in Taiwan. Got it. Yeah, right. yeah. Okay, okay. And then you're you're flying off like end of this week. So before the yeah, new so year. Before the new year. Oh, yeah, I'll be back for year. Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, okay. But yeah. since you finished your shoots also, uh, I think you you mentioned that you've been I mentioned to us before this that you've been working out a lot also lah. And you mm. came to the studio today showing your guns also, you know, oh, like yeah, sleeves and everything. For yeah. those people who are <laughs> hey. watching, yeah, like guns just, out, man. It's all guns ablaze. No, because you're going to copy them eat late just now, right? So yeah, I yeah. thought I better wear something cooling. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah, I was actually in shirt. Because it's so hot outdoors now, right? Andy? It is so it's hot. It's so hot. <laughs> yeah, the rain and everything doesn't matter. Like, it's just the feet. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but yeah, but you you've been um I know even when I met you that time you were preparing for a, a fight uh, actually like a, a competition. Hey, I thought this is confidential. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, oh. Okay, okay, oh, we like, can yeah, yeah, roughly yeah. breeze past it. Breeze past it, breeze past it. I mean, it's, it's uh, I mean, it's okay, right? It's like yeah, it's like exercise, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like nothing embarrassing or anything, mm, right? You know, so it's like yeah, I was like, I mean, I mentioned it only because. It's quite uh, another chapter of like Andy Chen, the multi-hyphenate, la, right? Like mm. now no, it's like fighter and everything also. La, yeah. <laughs> Hardly a fighter. A fighter. <laughs> Barely a fighter. La. I did mm. a fight. Okay, so I, I, I was telling Terrence when he was in Taiwan that I wanted, I was going to do a fight, an amateur mm. kickboxing fight. Oh, okay. okay. Which is mm. like an in-between of boxing and Muay Thai. Mm. Um, because I, I just wanted to know what I've been training for. Uh. Because I've been doing it for a while and hobby, and I didn't want. I just wanted to understand what the sport really is, mm. and I also wanted to put myself in the sport when someone is trying to take your head off. Like, yeah. how would I react to it? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So I, there was a lot of like curiosities la, that I wanted to explore, and and I thought like I could do it via a fight, mm. and I got all those answer, those questions answered, and I also got my ass handed to me. But do you you definitely mm. have a lot more confidence now. Like like if someone were yeah. to want to take your head off, at yeah. least you know. Yeah, nothing uh-huh. is better motivation than losing a fight. Mm. Yeah, so it was actually after the fight, I took about two, three days to think like, do I even want to train anymore? Mm. Like, is this what I still want to do? And and then when I decided that actually I still really enjoy it, and then how do I make sure it doesn't happen again? So yeah. you are going to fight again? I was just telling Tyrants again that mm. um, I probably have one or two more fights in me. Uh, um, yeah, but I'll do it properly this time. The, see, the first yeah. time was just to understand it. But if I will do it one more time, maybe maybe I'll do it properly. Maybe an exhibition, maybe a charity event. I don't know. But like, maybe when I'm 45, I don't know. But I think I have a one, one or more. two like full fight in me. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, 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 but, no, I was going to say, yeah, la, there's nothing like uh, being punched in the face. That makes yeah. you really reconsider whether you want to do this sport. Like, I'm very sport, curious yeah. about this actually, like the aggression and the primal elements and mm. the darkness there is to the the sport because it's not basketball, it's not badminton. It's you literally need that aggression of you want to take the head off your opponent there. And yeah. I don't have that. I don't mm. have that at all. And that was the major difference between me and my opponent. Yeah. Right? He was there to take my head off and I was there to Exercise. Maybe kick him a yeah. few times in and score some points, uh-huh. and that was a that, that was the big differentiator. If you ask me, la. yeah. Oh. And 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 I learned a lot of myself, including the fact that I throughout the whole fight I was getting my ass handed to me, especially the first two rounds. But I was not angry at all. Mm. I had no aggression. I was very calm. I was not scared or worried at all. Yeah. I probably knew by then that oh, I'm probably gonna lose the fight. But that mm. didn't do anything to my psyche as well. I was like, okay. Yeah. But were you surprised that you were that calm? 
I was surprised that I was that calm. I was surprised that actually it didn't stir up much emotions at all. Because mm, you strike yeah. me as someone who can be competitive. Are you, would you say that? I used to be. Or used yeah, to be? Yeah, but not, not anymore, I feel. Oh. Yeah, I, I don't have that competitiveness in me anymore. Mm. Oh, so you were like, like kind of taking it like with a zen kind of. Yeah, like, he would like punch me ten times in the face, and I'm like, thank you, okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I was like, um, how do I get? How do I? My mind was like, okay, how do I? How do I? How should I not get hit in my head? Okay, when he does this, how should I? You know, there was no like, oh, I'm gonna, uh, there was none of that at all, I zero. See. You know, mm. and I'm very curious about that part of me, you know, that that aggression, which I know it's in me, because mm. I have explored that and I have seen myself in those areas but it's just I haven't seen it in a while la. so so whenever you yeah. jump into something like this do you seems like you're not phased at all by the thought of it you know going wrong or failing or anything of course I am but just so you know you said like that it, it, you're almost driven by the curiosity because yes. I can imagine mm. a lot of people mm. wondering how would I do in a fight I don't know how many of them would actually go into a fight they would just wonder yeah, but I didn't go to the bar and like kick that like seven foot tall Ang Mo in the face and yeah. see what happens, right? Tuck That's like, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I like, okay, yeah, I look at this thing, I actually went down once to watch them fight and I see, okay, this is the standard here. They're mm. wearing full protective gear. Okay, I know my yeah. weakness, my ankle. My, okay, how do I protect that? Do I think I can sustain it? Probably 80% I can. Then, okay, I do all these small things that I feel, okay, then after I'm prepared and all this, okay, everything else, like maybe 20% I, I have no control over. Then, yeah. I go in and explore that twenty percent That's that's how I mm. I see it la, Yeah. Well, there, there's oh. really like nothing yeah. like martial arts where, where you know your you know like basketball. There's a part where you you are offensive, and then there's a part where you defend, mm. or even football for that matter. You, when you 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 okay now you attack now you defend, fighting or any martial arts or boxing or whatever. It's basically yeah your attack is pretty much the only way that you can really defend yourself la. Like you almost have to. Uh, you, I mean, if you don't, if you don't, if you're not attacking, more likely than not, you're getting punched in the face mm. at the same time. I think and, a lot of martial artists will be very upset with what you said, but <laughs> I think it, it is a valid point because if you only have dodging and blocking, mm. you will never stop your opponent. Yeah. You, they must have the fear that you have the ability to hurt them mm. when they are trying to hurt you. Mm. That is the best defense. Like, I assume that's what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, yeah, then, what then, saying I, yeah. then that's accurate. Yeah, from yeah, from yeah. my experience, that's accurate. Yeah. So it does pull out this this primal instinct from, um, from anybody. Even just me, I just taking a few boxing classes. It pulled out this instinct of like, I can't sit back and wait and analyze all that. You kind of <laughs> just have to go for it. And then, if you get punched in the face, it happens. But that's your way of like, figuring the thing out. Don't la. you love it? Like, I love it. Yeah, yeah, love yeah. it? That, that, that moment rush, whereby yeah. Can I still think when someone is punching me in my face? Yeah. You know, yeah. like, can I still control myself? And yeah. that, that testing that line is just very entertaining for me. Uh. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think we have a coming draw on the cards, uh, Terrence versus Andy. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, do it. Yeah, this is like let's 2024. I didn't lose like 20 kilograms first. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They the weight. <laughs> okay, my turn. My turn to interview you guys. Sure, man. Uh, All right, man. What's up, man? Yeah. I've been very selective with my podcast listening because mm. there's so much options out there. Yeah. But your past few episodes has got me excited. Tingly. Yeah, wow, tingly, tingly yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. And especially the juxtaposition of <laughs> <laughs> your past. Okay, there was an episode in the middle, la, but maybe you all did that to soften the blow. I don't know. Uh, but the juxtaposition, mm. you know, like you guys got the minister, uh, Shamugan on, mm, and then you guys yeah. got Rion. That's the stuff of the minister episode, sure. right? Sure, sure, sure. I'm sure this is what they actually want to skip to this time if you want to listen <laughs> to this one. How was the experience 
like like interviewing a minister because it's sometimes like the listener might just think like oh so easy I just invite him and he come like me and I just come here and sit mm, down and talk yeah. but I'm sure there's a lot of um, logistics did he come with like an entourage of like 70 bodyguards or what uh, was it like I mean uh, he came with a team yeah. uh, he came with a team and I mean the process it took a few weeks to set up yeah I mean the, the yeah. larger thing was that I think we'd been looking for somebody to speak to about the Israel Hamas situation for a while mm. uh, some names were brought up uh, from people we knew and then uh, everything scheduled you know people with real skin in the game they understood mm. the situation on the ground they were they were part of the establishment and everything uh, but a lot of times those fell through because of oh. uh, literally like oh having let's do a podcast today oh shit uh, a bombing of a hospital just ah, happened yeah. on the morning it's too itself sensitive, yeah. too sensitive to talk about then okay you know I mean if like if you know that recording your podcast could potentially spark uh, you know, really violence or, or anger towards a community. Hmm. You also like, oh, should I? Should we really go ahead with the recording, like, Right. Mm. So, so that was how it started with us sourcing for some people. So, mm. I think there were people in the community, uh, NGOs, and 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 things like that. They knew that we were trying to find people, like, And mm. I think someone was in touch with a team, uh, Mister Shamugam's team. And was like, hey, actually, you know, he's got interesting things to say about the uh, Singapore perspective also. Mm. And and I think um, he had not spoken publicly in depth about that that issue. Uh, he had spoken, I think, maybe in Parliament here mm. and there. Never in, in an that, intimate setting like that. Yeah, never. For in sure, I've never setting, seen him talk this much as a in an intimate Parliament. Uh, Parliament. Uh, Parliament's very Parliament's intimate. Parliament's not setting. intimate. <laughs> Parliament is like I'm fighting for my life here. You know? Parliament like, yeah. intimate. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No yeah. two words I would associate with each other. Correct, correct. Yeah. Yeah. I think beyond the intimacy is also the fact that yeah, like, we could ask him immediately like follow up yeah, questions It's not easy spot. to yeah. get someone like him to be in a space like that for this long period yeah. of time. Yeah. They also need a certain yeah. amount of trust, right? Yeah. Which I think yeah. I have to, have to give you guys credit for. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, I look forward to you guys doing more sensitive work yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's hard to have a balance. Uh, where do you draw the... Actually, what, what are the... How do you keep the balance of your podcast, right? Okay, mm. so like a big podcaster like Lex Friedman will have a lot of... um. He'll, he'll interview the, 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 the Israel side and then mm, interview the mm, Palestine mm. side and he does a lot of work and then he still gets a lot of heat, right? But yeah. he he makes sure that he talks to everybody. He's genu- yeah. He seems to be genuinely trying to understand the situation. Yeah, that yeah. is his brand and his portrayal yeah. and people have slowly accepted that. Yeah. So what is that what you are trying to do as well? What, what, what is, what's the plan here? And are your two questions? <laughs> what's the plan here? And two, like, are you worried because we are in Singapore and saying mm. the wrong thing could mean the end of your career? I mean, you know? I would say to the first question, that is what we want to do. That's why right from the thing time this started, we were trying to get as many perspectives uh, on our podcast as possible. Because even between the two of us trying to understand the whole conflict, the history of the conflict was like, it's never ending lah. And rather than just than hear like uh, from an academic who grew up in Singapore, maybe has studied but hasn't really spent time on the ground, we were really sourcing for people who are either from Palestine, from Israel to come and talk. Mm. But like what Terence said, there are limitations to that, uh, And and which is which is uh, not ideal, but we also understand. Well, the what, what are the limitations? If you don't mind me, like, like literally, there was one person who was lined up, but on the day itself was when some hostages were announced to be released. So, mm-hmm. so for them coming on uh, and talking about it might jeopardize, might jeopardize something. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 
Wow. As in, so, if you stoke yeah. more anger, if yeah. you stoke more anger uh-huh. between uh, the parties, then it might affect hostage negotiations. Yeah. B- because yeah. because the, the parties involved, the countries involved, there's also the element of religion. Mm. So it's not yes. geographically limited. Yeah. Uh, and you get people of those religions all around the world. Uh, even in Singapore, even in the surrounding countries. Yes. Yeah. So that's why, literally, we were all set to come to the office. Mm. But the morning itself, they said, okay, sorry, this is not going to happen. And we also can't say, hey, you agreed, you have to come. Mm. You know, when they tell us it, their hostages going to be released, we need to be very careful. We're like, okay, yeah, sure. Mm. Do what you need to do. We understand. Mm. So, so that was where we were still on the lookout and we still are on the lookout mm. for people who are on the ground and able to share a perspective that you wouldn't just get by reading up a lot. Mm. Uh, like people who have actually lived there, who have family there mm. and all. And we are still trying to set it up. So I would say, Going forward, like as many perspectives on the podcast as possible, it's still going to be our our goal, our mantra, regardless yeah. of how sensitive the topic is or how touchy the topic is. That's why we have Andy on today to talk to us about the Israel-Hamas conflict. Yeah, yeah, his, correct, correct, yeah. His perspective. <laughs> yeah, because I, I am the most valid source of information out there. His enlightened perspective, yeah, you know. Enlightened yeah. perspective. Yeah. No, but I, I don't blame anybody for like not wanting to talk about it and all that. In fact, that's why uh-huh. I would say uh, kudos to Mr. Shamugam and his team la, for mm. you know for for putting him out out there to to really talk about something that um is you can't re- this it's very hard to win you know any kind of mm. debate or conversation about that kind of thing it's very sensitive and uh, I mean Singapore has a very clear or at least is trying to to put forth a very you know clear stance that is uh it's not even balanced but it's honest like he said he very specifically says it's not about being balanced it's about being honest about it like you know mm. so mm. um you know kudos to them to, for even putting him out there and allowing him to come mm. on here and and you know speak quite unfilteredly about the whole thing because yeah. we had to send some talking points beforehand but i can say I'm sure, like, because that was also what i was going to ask yeah, right yeah, because usually yeah. for politicians you must like you cannot ask outside of whatever is the yeah. the given questions, but yeah. that is basically like almost hundred percent against the mantra of a podcast, right? Yeah, you don't yeah, want people yeah. to come in scripted. Yeah. So right. how how do you all manage that? So I mean, we did send guiding points, but then mm. we also told them that like the the nature of our podcast and the trust that we have built up with our audience that everything is as honest and as authentic as possible. Mm. So mm. again, I can say it's uh, quite a few of the questions we asked Minister Shamugam were not part of that initial ah. talking point thing. Yeah. Because we did tell them ahead of time, okay, we we know certain things where this might not be the best place to talk about, but mm. we will also go where the conversation goes. You all goes have about. a list of things that's like, oh, cannot talk about these things. Mm, no. I think, okay, let's say if it's like like politics regarding an opposition member or something. Mm. Yeah, that is something that even for the previous politicians we've had on our podcast like Janil or Alvin Tan, mm. uh, we also know that, okay, if they are just giving their perspective, then for a debate where the opposition also has a vested interest in, this is not the best place unless we get the opposition member on as well. Mm. So that's an example of something where we even we feel, okay, then we're not being fair to the people who are not present. Yeah. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Mm. How, how do you all feel that episode, man? Um I think I love that face. Okay. Hmm. Continue, yeah. please. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like I said, I think it's uh the topic is difficult. Hmm. Uh and anyone who puts himself in the line of fire to talk about this, you should okay, you know, at least like props to them, like, you know. Uh I mean and I think the Minister Shamugam came very prepared with his talking points and all. So, oh, really? Uh, yeah, he came very prepared. I mean, as any good lawyer would be, like, right? You know? Mm. And uh, I think 
if anything, yeah, like if we had more time to really delve deeper, ask more follow-up questions, would have been fantastic. But we also mm. knew that we were working. He's a very busy person also. We're working with for quite a limited time. Mm, yeah, because yeah. that was filmed on a weekend also. It was but a weekend, even then, yeah. we had a hard stop. Yeah. Ah, I'm sure you have a hard stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an important man. Yeah. So, yeah. so, I mean, like, the reason why I made that face earlier yeah, is what that... What face do you make? What yeah. face? Can you re- repeat that face? Yeah, this, oh, that face. This face. Yeah. 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 The, Darren's probably familiar like with all my faces. Like, there is something, uh. like, you would do better. I mean, face. in the sense that, uh, like, what, what we always try to do every podcast, uh, I think we try to let it go on for as long as it needs to to cover certain things. And then we close it off. La. Of course, we don't go to the length that our first ever podcast with Fakafaz was, which was three and a half hours, where we took a toilet break in the middle. <laughs> because that one was like, okay, let's just see how far we can mm. go. Uh, but with any guests, we try and like, it almost comes to a natural stop. Yeah. So for that conversation, it felt like, yeah, there were still so many things to talk about, but we couldn't. Uh, mm. And understandably so. Mm. Uh, the other thing was that I think getting guests on, and it's something for us to learn also, mm. the higher profile guests we get on, where they almost have a very public persona, how how to navigate that and get like um the real side of them uh fast la. and also understanding that as a politician mm. like how 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 to really cut through all that and get to the person whether it's possible or not. Mm. So that's why after that we 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 were talking about it for days like okay what could we have done better mm. how can we make sure that in future when we get higher and higher profile guests. We we do ju- do justice la. Mm. Yeah. What why do you all think the minister um accepted the, the invitation to, to come to your show? I think uh, mm. like what he said, uh, he hasn't actually spoken like in depth uh-huh. about this particular topic and how and, and I think there has been increased anti Singapore rhetoric in recent uh weeks la, uh, about because of our stance on it. So it's something that more people need to know about mm. and need to know about in a very nuanced way. So mm. it's not like a, a poster or anything that you can just put out there. Mm. Uh, and I, I, I give it to him that he is very well-versed in his history. Like, you talk to him. He's very, very smart. Yeah, he, mm. you can really get a sense. This is a guy who doesn't think in uh, decades. He thinks in centuries. Like mm, Wow. This is like, you know, not, not just about spouting historical facts, but mm. understanding how people will view certain things mm. 100 years from now, you know, 200 years from now. And then based on that, like, okay, let's think about what the right thing to do now in this time and age is like, even though, you know, social media pressure, protests going on everything, but what 100 years from now, when we look back at the ledger, like what happens, what will people say about us? Like? And that's the sense I, I get from, uh, not just about Israel Hamas, but a lot of other things he yeah, said on the podcast. Yeah. He thinks very, very long-term. Like. Mm. Yes. So, so in that sense, I was like, Oh wow! This is he brings a perspective that uh you know social media is all about. You see the clip of the child in the hospital yeah. and you get angry and everything. But this guy is really thinking about it like you know uh, very humanity. high level, very very yeah, high at level. a humanity yeah. level, civilization level. What will you say mm. about this la? And then I think also there's the anti-Singapore rhetoric abroad, but in Singapore also because religion is at play, there is the chance for things to get even more heated la. Uh and and. I think we, on a few episodes prior to that, we actually, one of our topics was his response to an op-ed that was done by Bilahari, uh, which was kind of like, um, I think he disagreed with the approach, la, which was taking a very one-sided approach and almost mm-hmm. talking about how uh, Israel has the right to, I mean, it, it's less about the right to defend itself, but the proportionality of the attack and all that. 
And then there was another op-ed that was countering, countering that and Shamugam posted on his Facebook his thoughts about it. Which felt about odd at the, the time. Both the articles. Yeah, and how he did not agree with Bilahari's approach. Oh, I see. Which itself was like, uh, when we were talking about it, we were like, oh, it's interesting that he's taking such a public stance on it. Because it doesn't affect policy or anything, yeah. right? Yeah, but that seems to be the trend now, right? Yeah. Like politi- local politicians starting to voice their opinions on yeah. um, global events. Yeah, so yeah. when he did that, like, it, I mean, I don't know how often he does that for stuff that is ultimately an op-ed, right? Mm. Mm. It's someone's opinion put down. Mm. So when we saw that, we were like, oh, okay, he's taking a more active stance. Like, and I think by at that point, we had not confirmed him yet, right? No, no, no. no yeah, yeah, so when it came after that, then we realized, okay, it is also... Like, just making Singaporeans understand that this can be a heated thing and to be careful like, and to not take things for granted. Mm. So that's why, like, I mean, yeah, he came on and, and, and yeah, to to his credit, yeah, he took our questions and it's still, like, even though it was probably the podcast where we laughed the least out of any podcast mm. we've ever done. I mean, you can't go Israel Hamas and then laugh the ha-ha-ha, right? I mean, the second half, la, okay, the second yeah, half, yeah. yeah. Uh and and even though like it, it still felt like 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 what you said like it, it's a it's a conversation with him that I don't think you see often. Mm. So for us, it's still like okay, like it's a step in the right direction, mm. I mean, like what you said earlier about Singaporeans living in a bubble, right? Mm. It's it's true. Like we a lot of this news also, we consume whatever is the most convenient thing that we see, mm. but the nuances of everything are not as well explained. And I think those op-eds were actually, it was very good to read both those op-eds. Uh, mm. But they were behind paywalls. Yeah. Straight Times paywalls. Oh, oh Fucking yes. stupid. So it's, it's like it's such an important thing. Yeah, they're so important for the public to to read and they're yeah. well-written and everything. Uh, both sides, like, you know, like you could disagree with them. But the idea is you need to engage with them and, and read them. But they put them behind paywalls. And like, then if the public can't get educated on this thing, how will they get educated about mm. it? Like, you know? Yeah. Mm. So for us also was the sense of like, okay, la, let's talk to, you know, one of the guys who has a very strong feelings mm. about this. Senior government official um, sort of calling out an op-ed written by a senior ambassador, you know, like mm. it's it's quite a big deal, la, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, I, I was very appreciative of the episode, la, to be mm. honest. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm not, I mean, I'm interested in politics, but I never studied and never like look really carefully or listen to all the minister talking and everything. But like I was very appreciative of the fact that I can it's like the first time I feel like I I, I listen to a senior minister in such a setting mm-hmm. and then expressing himself in this way. I mean mm-hmm. it is he is prepared, but there are also a lot of hints and clues about who he is as a person, mm-hmm. um, how he thinks and everything. And I feel like at the end of the day I feel very in a way I feel safe that like, wow, my leader is someone that is so far-sighted and mm. also has such a high level of thinking and, and, and he seems very level-headed even though that is not his reputation. Mm. But and all that are very... Uh, uh, I, I, I just I appreciate that episode and I don't think people realize how hard it is actually to get mm. uh, uh, someone as senior yeah. to, to sit down and, and talk in such an intimate thing. And I also found there was one moment that was super funny <laughs> for me in the episode, right? That was probably like only the one thing. Like, and I don't, think, <laughs> I don't I think, think it was meant to be funny. You I, know think, what I can imagine. Wait, go on, go on. Yeah. So you, you're asking that, oh, something about like, oh, so the next time when you can come on to the oh, podcast yeah, yeah, again. Yeah. And then he was like, hmm, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I laughed. I was like, suddenly it was like, like a wise old man, like just tahaning two like ginas for like two hours. And then he's like, oh, well, yeah, can we have coffee next time again? And then he's like, oh, I like that. I like that. Yeah. In the sense that yeah, yeah. it showed that it, we're not pally pally with 
everyone we interview, like how you lah, like we just had we don't before this we had lunch, you mm. know. I asked you about your yeah. kids and all that. This is like we're like friends already, but not everyone who comes on podcast will we dis we will agree with everything they say or just you know yeah. not ask tough questions. So, yeah. I mean that was a very clear example that uh you know he also had his objectives on coming on and he wanted to say his piece and he said his piece and. Does he want to continue hanging out with us? Maybe not. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but <laughs> but the important thing is that, yeah, he came and said his, what he needed to so, say. And, and I was very happy, like, like same thing, very happy that he said that because before that, when we were watching the other podcast that he has appeared on, right, I don't know, man, like, there's too much fawning over him, like, uh, you know, hey, mom, uh, you know, oh, I'm with the, the minister and like uh, all that. Then I'm like, okay, like, yes, they are very, they are very accomplished and all that. But that is also part of the problem, right? That there's so, such a gap between the regular citizen and a minister when they are human. Mm. They are people. Perceived gap. But it's also the, the branding gap. of yeah. the podcast, right? Because different podcasts, they are, I mean, they are not talking about the same things, right? It could be just, I don't know. Sometimes they talk about serious stuff. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I don't know. I, 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 I have not listened to that yeah. episode. In fact, he said, you know, guys, you know what? I should come every month. Then I'll be like, oh, man. Then he, <laughs> he like... Oh, you were saying no, huh? No, would it... <laughs> Like, wouldn't say no, but then it would feel like, okay, like balance, that means like, we didn't push balance. hard enough. And like. I and I also kind of like it. I mean, it showed me that he is not someone that is going to say like, ah, sure, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like, it's, honest, it's a like, pleasure. Like, he's just, I don't know Keeps where it, it comes from, but the <laughs> honesty, it's there, you know? Like, I don't know maybe where it comes from, but he's very honest. And, and, I, and I thought it was funny, but it was it was good. Like, it yeah. gave me a... a more trust to for everything else that he was saying during the episode. And, and mm. I, yeah. I think that I literally said that what like, you know, politicians, sometimes if your politics if your politics is very exciting, sex yes. scandal, all these things, is that necessarily something you want, you know? Yeah. Or do you want your politicians to be boring, just get the shit done and then go home, like, right? Mm. That means shit is getting done. And, so and if a politician is almost too likable and too much like a celebrity, is that a good thing also? Yeah. Like, which is the trend now again. But yeah, yes, you're right. Like, no, if you, these people need to be taking hard decisions, you know? Like, yes, but yeah. they also need to, there's also a part of it that the politicians need to let us know who they are as a human mm. being, right? And mm. not like 10 minute meet the President sessions and yeah, yeah, yeah. like news articles and I don't know who you are. I just don't know who you are. How but why I does it matter you? who they are? Because he's my leader. He's my voice. He's, my mm. he's the person that's leading. And when he did, right. I don't. And then in an important time, I will not question because mm. I will trust him to make the right decision, good mm. or bad. I back yeah. him right because I can't be there. Like hey, why, why, like that, why, 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 I can't do that. So if he's gonna be my leader. I want to look him in the eye. I mean, I can't look him in the eye and the next closest thing is listen to him, have a conversation with people I trust, which mm. is the two of you. Like. And then yeah. I, I know two of you and I think our listeners will listen to you all for a period of time. They kind of know who you are. Yeah. Mm. And then to to have that that benchmark and then to put a a, a minister. Yeah. And then you, you can kind of get to know him a bit more. I felt mm. like I, I know him as a person yeah. more. Yeah. And I think that's important for for us to be interested uh, or us to be interested in who our leaders are. Mm. If not, like, I, who, what's the difference? It's just two photos of people I don't know. Yeah. And how am I going to make a judgment? No, but it, it means a lot that you felt you got to know him because that's, yeah. that's essentially what we try to do. Mm. But, but I almost feel like for, for people like that, public personalities like that, is it even possible for them to bear themselves that much? Because if you think about politics, right? Like, and especially now when, um, or in any country, there's always so much like, like, there's almost like two parties fight, fighting each other, right? Mm -hmm. And they're almost ready to pounce on any vulnerability that the opposition shows or the incumbent shows. Yes. So that's where, like, I can imagine why they can't bear their soul. Mm. But then, 
even though I wish uh, they can bear more resources, is it even possible? Because if they kind of expose some vulnerability, they know people are going to pounce on it. Mm. I, 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 I don't know if I fully agree with that. Mm. I feel like we are in a point in our evolution that there's just so much information out there, right? Mm. And we don't even, we don't, we can't trust anything anymore. Yeah. It's like we have gone full circle and back to like, it used to be like, don't trust the person, trust the facts, the data, and then, yeah, you know, no, this, that, the and then the algorithm, <laughs> trust all that, don't don't trust yeah, the yeah. person. And then now you come to one full round and the only thing you can trust is the person. Yeah. And the person has to build this trust through years of doing the right thing and constantly being accountable and again and again. And this person could be trustworthy for 10 years and then does something and then is not trustworthy anymore. Yeah. But, is he trustworthy now, right? And 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 I think that I realized that I can't, like, yeah, I can listen to, I, I can't be reading all the studies for nutritionists or, or the scientists. I can't, I don't have the capability on bandwidth to do that. So I need to trust someone to do it for me, mm. right? And and that expert has to constantly prove that he's trustworthy, yeah. right? Mm. And then I think that is why it's important for our politicians to constantly communicate in a very intimate and long-form setting where mm. It's easy to hide yourself in two, three. Trust me, I'm an actor, right? So easy, like you do an article. There's so many. I mean, I've so I've known so many actors that their branding is one thing, and their real person is just completely mm, different. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and it's easy to do that, right? But with intimate settings like that, where you really talk and you ask questions, and there's somewhat of uh, spontaneity inside, it's mm. it's important. I, I mean, I would love to see more and you guys mm. are it seems that you guys are getting more and more yeah, yeah, guests we, like, we and I'm not just do. talking about yeah. politicians it could yeah. be anyone that has an influence and impact um, um, to our uh, the way we live our lives mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah I mean that's why like people like So Ryong Shanti Pereira yes, thank you for that thank you for that segue I was actually about to go into that juxtaposition did you all plan that juxtaposition no no no, 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 yeah. no. because So Ryong is was in town for for something like right, uh, uh, stand chart, stand chart marathon. I thought it was a flex, you know. No, 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 no. <laughs> because you know, what I mean, like, like <clears throat> Rion is very unfiltered, yeah. right? And and <sighs> I don't know whether it's not fair to use this word, but okay, but he's very unfiltered, right? Yeah. And he speaks his view, which is mm. very rare, you know. Yeah. And mm. to have him right after our senior minister, it's it's a flex that look at how balanced our podcast is, oh. you know. And it's not easy because it is not easy to strike that balance. It's just yeah. one, you guys are always, I always listen and realize you guys are working on a tight book. Just mm. one step off mm. and it could be like, oh yeah, but they are, yeah, they are, they are establishment leaning or they are one, mm. you know? And it's so hard to keep that, that, that balance. balance yeah. And I thought these two episodes back to back, right? Showed it. Eh? Was the, wow, was the flex. La. And I mm. enjoyed the both episodes, even though they are vastly different. Vastly, yeah. different. <laughs> vastly, vastly different. And I just feel that like, wow, are you guys listeners? Are you all listening to this and all? This, these two dudes are putting this, this up. La, in the you same know? chair. And I thought, oh, same, yeah, in the same chair you're chair. sitting on now. <laughs> I am in this chair. Oh my God, I feel so honored. And I really enjoy, I mean, Rayong's episode was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, he was, yeah, it was great. He was so, um, he also has such a, a clear like thinking, right? Yeah. And he's able to back up everything he says yeah. and he <laughs> talks and he's so unfiltered and I, I don't know. There's just something raw and beautiful about the way yeah, he talks, yeah, right? Exactly. And, and yet, it's backed by uh, 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 reason and rational uh, 
And I thought that was, I, I really appreciate that. Like, if you could get the other side of the argument to come on your show, mm, mm. I would love to listen like, because yeah, that's wow. accountability, right? Yeah, and it's so yeah. public and, and you know, if someone has the courage to do that, then can we listen to the other side of the story? Maybe yeah. Rayong is an asshole. I don't know. Mm. Can you let me let me listen? I would love to see what is our thinking process, what's our accountability and who are the different people with different attitudes. Yeah. Right? That's and why I our goal like, in generally is to reach a point where when people come they can be assured that they'll be able to speak their mind. Hmm. Because this is a discussion we had way back when we had, I think we have spoken about this on the podcast, but we had one guest previously where I won't deny that I was a bit like angsty and I and I saw it as my moral right to like put him in a corner. Make and him apologize. Get, make him apologize Ooh. or some shit. Uh, but after that, it was something that we talked about also. Like, like we don't want this podcast to be something where you come and you get vilified. Because then who will come? Hmm. Uh, and we got flack for people getting for getting guests like Sashway in the past. You know, people were saying, well, you give her a platform to speak. I think at the height of the controversy. Ah, um, yes. at 20, but for us, we were like, no, but that's the point. People who are seen as villains and all, you still need to hear them out, you know, and mm. and to understand their perspective so that we are more aware of what we are, we feel is wrong or right. Like, or you just mm. don't know. Mm. So that's, that's what we are trying to get across. Like anyone who comes on the podcast, we will give you the time and space to share your thoughts. We will push back where necessary, but we will try and respect you as much as we can. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But there's also the element of like um, Singaporeans who are doing stuff out of the the main track, right? The Ryongs. I mean, yeah. I was very happy to hear that. Oh, I didn't get selected for all these games. Never mind, I just go in all these other races and I'm going to win the shit out of them and break records mm. there. There's, there's not this just this one path, one track to like yeah. being, you know, winning awards very and all that. Very inspiring to mm. hear. Yeah. Mm. And I don't know, this is the second time on the podcast, right? Fourth. Fourth. fourth yeah. Okay, no, I only no, listened no, to fourth. two. La. So, no. But the difference, I don't know whether it's the time or what, but this time round, he just sounds so... Let go already. He yeah. thought through. Yeah, he, he also <laughs> he let, let go. go, let go he yeah. let go already. Yeah. But he also so thought through like mm. his, his argument, why he's angry and why and, and you know, it, it felt entertaining. It, doesn't, it didn't feel like an emotional rant. I, mm, I think yeah, that yeah. was what I would say. Like, I mean, he was to his up, like, he's studying law also. Exactly. Right? I'm, exactly. I'm sure that factors and spending time abroad again, you know, like he talked a lot about the UK system and mm. how the sports culture there is totally different. Mm. Yeah. Right? And, which which mm. gives you perspective. Like same for you, right? You go there, you work in an industry in Taiwan, in the same industry, but different locations. You realize, oh, things are different and mm. the pros and cons of both. Yeah, I, I was about to say, like, what am I supposed to say? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like, sometimes it's very scary to talk about, like, for example, like, Rayong talking about, like, oh, you know, I, I'm the UK and then now I have this perspective. And, all. and then, like, that gets a lot of heat. You know, mm. from like Singaporeans, and sometimes I I, I scroll through Instagram, and then uh, sometimes they have like videos of uh, a Singaporean talking, and then they're like, ah, this uh, uh, oh, it doesn't talk like a Singaporean, single uh, English. It's like, oh, don't try and figure out more. And then there are others where they talk about like, like uh, uh, someone was saying that Singaporeans have very thick accent, and they say, mm. no, Singaporean, no accent, and everything, and I'm like why does it matter? You know, mm. like, why Why is it, why do you immediately take the fact that having an accent, Singaporean accent is a bad thing? Yeah. Right? Like, it seems we fall into that default, right? And mm. it's so scary to to talk about, like, like, oh, you're not in our tribe. You're not fully Singaporean anymore. You are now, also. Oh, you are better. La. You can talk about other things. La. Mm. But that, 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 that shouldn't be the yeah, case. Yeah, and, I, and I enjoyed when Rayong shared a lot about the way things work. Yeah. Overseas, and he was not shy to share 
what they are doing better and what mm. we can do better. And I thought that was very helpful. Yeah, mm. yeah it, was, it was entertaining. And it I just think. so happened that if we could like push it together similarly, because for him also it was relevant that it came out that he just finished the Standard Charter Marathon also. Yes. And yeah, yes. so it, it worked out. Lah. And so different with the uh, with Shanti Pereira's uh, mm. podcast, right? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Immediately you get to know who these two people are and they are distinctively yeah. different. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I enjoyed that because I listened to Shanti's podcast because I wanted to know who's who this she? person behind yeah. her success, right? How did she do that? You know, and yeah. She's like super like Singaporean girl next door. Like she opened her mouth like, oh, this why so sweet one, this girl. Yeah, and so I, and very the, interesting. I, the most interesting thing for me was just really understanding the difference between a sprinting athlete versus a marathon athlete. Mm. Like how they approach training, the importance of self-confidence in one and the importance of um, just being able to endure pain in the other. Not saying mm. that one is better than the other. It's very, very different techniques. Mm. But it's almost like two different disciplines that you can't train the same way, you can't approach with the same mindset, you know, and then you hear, yeah, and you it, maybe that personality, like if you put Shanti as a marathon runner, like maybe she should be nowhere or vice versa, like Ryong is a sprinter with nothing. But somehow when they find their niche and, and they find that mental breakthrough, it, it's like, it reinvents them. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and they both run, but they yeah. run so differently. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, you got the soldier ants, you got this and all like, they're like, oh, they really drill down into their specialities. Like. Yeah, and sports. Yeah. I mean, I, I personally have very, arts and sports is, is where I feel the strongest connection. Like, and mm. I always feel like these two areas in Singapore is very, it's very underwhelming, mm. right? And, and and I love it when I you can listen to these role models and you can listen to them and how they got to where they are and why they made the decisions. Yeah. And and I hope we we get to see more and more um sports men and women become I won't say influencers but personalities. Mm, personalities. Yeah, yeah. And I mean similarly, like after we first recorded with you also, I had at least two friends. I don't know about the other listeners, or at least people really enjoy the podcast with you. But I think it's also showing a side of you that people don't expect. Mm. Which I think is great. And also the fact that you went to Taiwan to kind of like what you said, put yourself in an uncomfortable position. Or, Bro, you are inspiring people also, no, bro. No, and then you won yeah. the Asian Academy Creative Award before a Star Award. Voila, yeah. That's wow. like you go regional before you go local. Yeah, yeah. then you started our podcast with sleeves, now you don't have sleeves. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Next time I'll be topless. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Three years time I'll be bottomless. And the you know of Andy Chen. Uh. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I mean, it's, I mean, it really, I think talking to you every time is always uh, in the spirit of what we're trying mm. to hear. Like, like people who not afraid to push the boundaries a bit and actually go. afraid I'm still afraid actually now but, I'm more afraid than it's, I was it's about staring the fear in his face and then fear is it, being yeah. scared of something and, and I, I, doing I, it I really anyway. don't know how you guys huh? do it la. initially when the start when you guys started this podcast you were a lot safer I have to yeah, say yeah, so yeah, of mm, course, yeah. maybe you're finding your ground but I'm like yeah, okay like interesting but I, I can do that well, I can also do it yeah, yeah. now it's going to this point but like Oh, I don't know how you guys do what you're doing I'm like pissing in my pants sometimes like listening to um, the episodes you guys put out mm, la, you know mm. and the line that you guys are trading and again I say I think it's important and I really enjoy the work both of you do thank wow. you man wow. thank you so much man amazing wow we it's spent awesome. half of the podcast talking about ourselves awesome. I, told you, yeah, I told you it's like wow. it's a Shook. reverse interview oh, so, yeah, first half was all about Andy second half all about us yeah. so we can fun, skip the yeah. first half just funny thing it's not I mean we've been on Andy's podcast before remember oh, yes yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. so it's yeah. not like this is a new thing to us Yeah, we've been in this I mean I'm That's sure True. In, yeah, fact, in fact, right. besides Ryong, I think you are probably appeared on a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. That is true. And it's still out on YouTube, right? It's out, yeah. 
should our be. podcast with I, you. Maybe I'm I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. But yeah, uh, you know, we always, you know, the segment, the drill, uh, We always have this segment, the one oh, shock yes. thing. One shock to thing. Talk about. Uh, I mean, you've been in Singapore last three and a half months. Maybe you know, share something interesting. Yeah, yeah, we, we, can we can go first. We can go first. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, my one shock thing is this book that I started reading recently. Uh, it's called How to Know a Person. Uh, it's written by David Brooks, who is a researcher, and and his his life goal has been to understand through a social lens, like relationships and communication. Uh. So mm. the book is damn interesting, and it's a book like a long time where I found a book where well, I'm excited to read every chapter. But he just talks about the importance of knowing someone versus just seeing someone or or being with someone. Mm. Like knowing is really understanding their soul, uh. and he talks about the different types of knowing. He said. There can be relationships that span over 20 years where you don't know much about each other, but you just know each other's behaviors and intricacies. And that is very special in one way. And and mm. there are some relationships where within 5, 10, 15 minutes, you have a life-changing conversation and you know that person better than um, the everyone else in that person's life. La. And it just talks about the importance of really seeing people for who they are and why we don't do that. That's just bad for society, for for the world and all that line. It's written very nicely. What's the, what's the name? How to Know a Person. How to Know a Person. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a really good book. I, I heard him talk on some podcasts and I was like, oh shit, you know, part of our, what we do on the podcast with folklore, you know, getting to know people. So yeah, so it's a very enjoyable read so far. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And what about you, Terrence? Surprisingly, also a book. Wow, wow I, look at us, man. Oh, I, borrowed, I borrowed from the Snobbish. library. Recently. Yeah. I didn't even buy it. I borrowed from the library. Uh, uh, it's The Genetic Lottery. Why DNA Matters for Social Equality. So I love the book because uh, I mean it's written by someone who went to the our university UPenn, mm. uh, but it's about uh, it's a I think a scientist who basically is trying to talk about uh, you know how inequality today, if you say that inequality can be traced to gen- your genes or genetic factors, the first thing people say is that you're racist or you are bigot or something like right mm. like if you are you are Chinese and that's why you are more you're more successful in life because you know blah blah. blah. So you'll be labeled racist, lah. And I think this book, uh, I mean, I'm half, I'm still halfway through it, but it's about trying to get rid of that, that, um, like what you're saying about that feeling of like being offensive to oh. people, and really trying to drill down and understand why we need to very openly talk about how your genes will have an effect on your education, which will have an effect on your career later in life, and how that leads to inequalities in society, lah. And if we don't acknowledge that the genes have some kind of effect on things, if we are always like, oh, this racist, cannot say that, cannot say this, say that, then we are actually doing ourselves a disservice mm-hmm. la, by not acknowledging that uh, there are genetic factors to certain advantages that will that you can And I assume he, has, he or she, she, has, she, yeah. she has a studies to, to yeah, back yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a lot of the studies are linked to eugenics, you know, uh-huh. the, the, the practice of, or university graduate, marry university graduate, then produce university offspring, mm. that kind of thing. So, so it's not just tied to race, like, it's like height and like this and that? Or is no, it no, I mean, really? but she's saying that there are, there seem to be pre uh, genetic factors that point, that lead to, you know, people being richer, people being poorer. Mm. And how, as a society, when you know that it's like that, and you know that social inequality is bad, mm. how do you, you know, try to fix that a little bit lah? Mm. Uh, now we just say that, oh just education 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 because that's, that's the equal, p- right? that's the PC thing uh. to say la, but there's still even that 
you give education to two different people, they'll react to it very differently or so, right? Mm. And if we don't acknowledge that difference, if we always, everything just says racist, it's all this, then it's uh, not a good thing like, for our discussions. Mm. But wow. it's interesting because there's, I mean, this is a very touchy topic. A bit controversial. Controversial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, our university, the university we went to now is in the news because of the, you know, like, like the Israel Hamas thing. The, the president was uh, questioned, in, I think, by the US government about uh, whether she she treats uh, people calling for genocide of the Jews. Do you, do you treat that as hate speech? And she gave a very legal lawyer answer. Mm. And it was so offensive that she had to step down last weekend. Because you know? mm. a lot of donors pulled funding a from lot of, the university. A lot of Jewish donors pulled funding from the university. Cannot cancel. Yeah. Mm. So, so it's, our university is now like it's cultural battleground. And like I'm glad that there's still like you know, ac- academics there who are writing things like that. La. So I, I'm reading it as in a way to support it also. Mm. Yeah. Alright, Andy, over to you. Two very, you know, like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. introspective yeah. kind of thing. I'm also introspective. Yeah. Um, my, my one shock thing is a, is a TV series on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so I, I recently watched um, The Bear mm. on Disney+. Plus. You, both, hey, both of you watched I've it? I've watched it. I've heard of it. Yeah. Good things, yeah. It's a filmmaker's wet dream. Oh, is it? Yeah, you should watch it. And and I think it was very attractive to me because it felt like it could have been done without a very big budget. Mm. But yet it was excellent. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And um, a specific episode is season two, ep six. Mm. Uh. Yeah. It was a very, very fantastic episode uh, with a lot of, with an ensemble cast, a lot of guests. Um, and then it was just spent through a Christmas dinner. Mm. Yeah, so oh, Christmas wow. viewing. Yeah, epi- if you oh. only have time for one episode, go the to bear. season two, episode six, okay. The Bear on Disney Plus. Yeah. Once you finished the whole season, really? I finished. I loved it. Um, it was just very different. It just broke a lot of rules. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean you have to watch it. The, the pacing, the music, the food, yeah. the the performance. They they just didn't really care like mm-hmm. what was acceptable. Yeah. what was the usual way of doing things, and I they see. just did it like in a very very personal way I felt yet in a very fast paced and entertaining uh, 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 concept I, I can't I can't I, I can't do it justice la. if you have time just cool. just go and take a watch it's just, I think it's one of the best series of the year if not the decade mm. oh, serious? Yeah, wow. I feel like I feel personally cool yeah. okay we'll link to the trailer in the show notes yeah uh, so yeah, how, but, do, how do how do people what, what should people look out for uh, for you for the next one two uh, months to one two the next uh, I think my TV series I was talking about just now called okay. Rules Kajiao Born to Shine okay. is up I think March or April next year okay. and uh, the feature film Good Goodbye is also mm. should be around a uh, release around March or April next year mm. okay yep awesome alright cool awesome. thanks for coming again. thanks so much thanks Andy. for having me always good to have you yeah. I mean this guest yeah. chair <laughs> I don't know how long I can hold on to this I have the right to come onto your show <laughs> always man always will have the right star award, like, when you win Star Wars yeah, nah, that means yeah, never yeah. uh. <laughs> <laughs> alright but All thanks right. so much everyone thanks for listening yeah. thank you Andy and we'll talk to y'all soon